0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about all the craziness of last week. Uh, what is going on with the DCEU? Is it getting reboot? Because apparently the Hollywood Reporter and Deadline are throwing some crazy signals at people, making everyone think that the sky is falling and everything is getting erased. And then James Gunn is actively debunking the news in real time. So let's talk about this stuff. Uh, we're going to go right into it. And let's run down some possibilities
1: yeah. Hello there, Taylor, Andy, Prime. Thank you for joining us today to go through all of the wonderful uh, tweet twister that we have all survived. <laughs> in Gum's Mouth himself,
0: James. Yeah. Gun, not gun. So, um, yeah. I mean, before we begin, obviously, let's uh, let's introduce everybody because I mean, a lot of people who, who watch the show should know who you guys are but um we also want to like for people who don't watch the show also introduce like who you are and understand your voice so when you talk they're not like who's that person so obviously (laughs) this is me uh, taylor murphy the host i've been running this thing uh to my this direction (laughs) is michael (laughs)
1: go ahead hi, uh, hi there i'm michael taylor invites me on he sends me pokemon games in the mail and then i call him when he should be watching his
0: babies to trade me shinies we did actually that was a it was a fun like half an hour distraction for my day <laughs> go
2: ahead prime oh my bad I'm, I'm, I'm limbo. <laughs> oh sorry well i am prime i'm the godfather but you can just simply call me prime i am I am pretty much I'm not politically correct. So I'm a little bit more edgy than most. But uh, you know, I, I care about, you know, I care about the truth and just the common sense factor of business. So that's that's just how I roll. So <laughs> so people that actually know me know how I operate. But yeah, my name is Prime. I appreciate everybody coming through.
3: My name is Andy Babag. You can call me Andy B because I know I I do not have the simplest last name. Um, I'm an entertainment journalist, I'm a podcaster, and a huge uh, comic book nerd uh, known Taylor for years. And uh, here we are on this uh, fine (laughs) December evening with all this madness that happened just six days ago. I mean, it's been what, Andy, like six years now, I think?
0: You are 16 when I met you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've known you, Prime, for about a year and a half, maybe two years, I think, or whatever the, the Snyder movement. Two years, yeah. And then two Michael, years. I've known you, like, what, 30 years?
1: <laughs> <So. Yeah. laughs> I mean, I, to, to be fair, though, to be fair, I was the kid next door. So, like, it was just, yeah, I, I have a I have a leg up on everybody because of a geographical similarity. You know what I mean? I just like I grew up there. Yeah,
0: it was, um. we moved into this one neighborhood when we were, like, what, was it four-ish when that neighborhood I, was built? I, 92, 91, 92. It was, like 91, and, uh, it was like ninety one, I think, and it was like ninety ninety one in the, in there. And then, uh, you lived, uh, you weren't directly next door. You were like a hundred yards away because your house was across from the park that I kept wanting to go to because there were swings, and I was like a five year old who wanted to be on the swings. And there was a series of cul de
1: sacs. Like... Yeah, there was the top park. Then there was Austin and Ian's park. There was the big slide park, and then that there was, was the so far in the park. other
0: direction. It was so <laughs> far down you couldn't get down there until you had bikes. And then once we yeah. had bikes, we could go there. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, there's there's that little, I guess, one-up just by the circumstances of Michael living next to a park. <laughs> so, where when did
1: – what was day one of all of this? What happened first, right? Like, we had our conversation last week, and everything was a go, and then Wonder Woman 3 got
0: canceled. But it didn't get yeah.
1: canceled, but it kind of got canceled.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, so it started on December 7th. Uh, it was four seventeen in the afternoon—a weird time to drop the to basically break the internet. Um, the Hollywood Reporter dropped a a heat vision article and said flat out, "Patty Jenkinson's Wonder Woman three is done." And they talked about how uh, the script was turned in, and the the studio was like, "No, this isn't gonna this isn't what we want." And they kind of detailed in that article, question they just kind of like. Did the studio say we don't like it or did James Gunn say he doesn't like it? It's a little of everything. And that's the reality it's a little bit of everything because a lot of people say, oh, Gunn is just destroying everything. But it wasn't just him because there's more details that a lot of people are are casually and willingly overlooking. Um, So as this article goes on, they talk about how. um, Essentially, the Patty Jenkins turned in the script. And they said, no, this isn't going to work because it doesn't fit the, the the plan that we have. And I guess I'm not sure how valid some of these details are, but the script took place present day. Uh, it once again brought Steve Trevor back. And in this version of the script, uh, Steve Trevor was brought back. Prime, by- Thank you for having the same yeah, yeah. physical yeah. response yeah, yeah. of like, no, what no, no, are you no, talking no, no. again? Wait
2: for it. Wait for
0: it. She, she brought him back. I know what he's going to say. Him, I
2: already know. I'm ready.
0: I know. By finding his body and saying, essentially, everything that happened in one, in 84, I can't just bring him back and have him possess a body. I got to bring him back with his body. So she took his body, took it to a Lazarus pit, brought him back, dealt with the craziness of his return. And, event, and the script apparently ended with her basically saying, you're not really the Steve that i was in love with but i can't just abandon you so she drops him off at task force x and he kind of leads up argus and task force but that
1: was the end of the last movie that was the same character arc of the last movie
0: so there was a lot of stuff in this 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 pitch that i can definitely see why they're like nah nah we're doing the same movie again for the third time in a row nah
2: Now, good thing that we're talking about that because I got to say something on that because this is highly important. Now I see the reason why they say no. Because the only reason why Patty Jenkins is even going back to the Steve Trevor thing is because of the success of their chemistry between Gal and Chris Pine. You just killed the character off. So you're just going to keep on rehashing it. But makes it even worse. You're going to a Lazarus pit.
0: Yeah. And they had this this whole subplot about how like the, the Themiscarians had this ancient feud with the League of Assassins and some things. So apparently the Themiscarians just didn't get along with anybody because apparently <laughs> they they fought the League of Assassins for centuries, they hated the Atlanteans for centuries, they hated men and humans for centuries. They that just don't certain. like people.
1: At a certain point, if you hate everybody, maybe you should look in a mirror and think about what the choices you're making. Hey, everybody I mean, if, thinks if,
0: you're a bitch. Everybody. If If Taylor Swift can finally admit after how many albums that she's the problem, I think the Themyscarians should probably do the same.
1: For sure. They are the Taylor Swift of the DC Universe.
3: Someone I yes. was gonna watch, that, they're gonna do a TikTok and they're yes. gonna have one of the Amazons dub with Taylor Swift's voice, going, It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, and it's yeah. just gonna go on. Like, I, I hadn't heard about these plot details. So I'm like, <laughs> I, this is like, I'm like, Are we I sure this to, is in fran- I is saw it, fan
0: fiction? I, when I saw it, I had to double take. I'm like, That's not real. And I looked it up and I'm like, Which were a few different people, and I'm like, Oh no. Oh no! See, yeah. Now I That's do not. horrible, bro.
1: Now I can I like I like the idea of Wonder Woman being emotionally compromised and going and bringing back a body, but why not bring back your mom or any of those other people that you love? Why does it have to be the Wait, same one, like one man over and over yeah, and aunt. over? Like, like her again, mom's still alive, right? right? Well, what happened in Zack Snyder's movie? Right? What happened? Didn't a ton of them all
0: die? No. Yeah, yeah,
1: but not her mom. It's, her mom's um, still kicking.
3: She was, was going to die in part three, though, obviously. Yeah, of she was
0: supposed to die in the
3: third movie. And maybe that Great. was also going to be on opening the
0: opening
1: act of the movie. Some little Amazonian girl is doing too much on TikTok. They've tracked your GPS, they kill her mom. She's emotionally distraught. She goes, I can't no, leave. My mom's going to go the to the, theater the last. Theater
3: if <laughs> any of these movies starts with any of these indicators start being on TikTok, I will leave the theater. <laughs> I got I mean, it. Like,
2: well, that was fun. Was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Hippolyta didn't die. So that's okay. the thing. Hippolyta no. never died.
3: Y'all yeah. might
2: have it might have been her 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 Hippolyta's sister. Yeah, like the one the that Entire trained P. her in the first uh, one. That's the one in, you're referring to. Antiope should
0: have been brought back. If that was if this MacGuffin of the Lazarus pit existed, why not bring Antiope back first? If you've known about this whole time, why not do it? Was there <laughs> Was there anybody in
1: Wonder Woman 1984 that they were setting up to? No. Was there was there any plot point that I'm missing here of like, oh, that well, this is what that no,
0: there was there was none no, of no, that, right? No. There was supposed to be Linda Carter was supposed to come back. Like that. that oh, yeah, yeah, point. yeah. Right. She was supposed and to that, also yeah. be front and center in this movie and like kind of basically tell her about all the extra stuff that the Amazonians are keeping from their own people
3: and stuff. That's See Crazy. that's the only part I would look forward to seeing like when the Carter come back or, or something mm. like that. But I like, first of all I don't like the idea of a Lazarus being used. Like you know if we're gonna see Lazarus for the first time in the DCU, it needs to be in a Batman story. Like I'm sorry, like that's you know that's kind of how whether it was Dick or Jason who died, I don't know what they're sticking with anymore. But like that Robin who died, that should what we should have seen first. Like I don't need to see Lazarus be first of. All, I'm done with Steve Trevor because I'm a Batman one woman shipper anyway. So for me, I don't I need I didn't need to see Steve back. But to see that they that the third movie would use a Lazarus pit is just so ridiculous to me that I'm like, there are all these other plot points we can do. Like, yeah. do we need who was gonna be the villain? Like besides Steve? Like, because I'm Steve to see <laughs> besides Steve. Um, I don't know. I well, think, obviously I mean, obviously also-
1: masculinity, the patriarchy <laughs> would probably be the villain
2: of the movie. Uh, I, I was they forever. always
0: said that Cersei was supposed to be the villain, but who knows
2: at this point. Yeah. Oh, I hope I wish that was true. Because I, that, I mean Diana has a very, very big roles gallery, and they never yeah. really tapped into it. Yeah. And that's why I said that, you know, yeah, like, like you're saying, if Sherry wasn't going to be the villain, or at least, you know, you can do uh well I knew they weren't gonna bring Siri because of what they did Cheetah. So if you messed up Cheetah, then I don't know how you actually do Siri right because also- they dropped the ball on Shari- on Cheetah. But I'm also surprised
1: they didn't just go back to the well and redo the formula of the first movie and now it's the Korean War and it's 1954 or just do some other, you know, some other Greek God or something like that. To hear that they were literally going back to the last movie is pretty jaw-dropping.
2: Well, I would believe this is that you got to, you got to believe that when they did the story in the first one, they actually had a comic book writer write that story. Sure. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was him and Zach. I can't even think of his name right now. Jeff Jones. no, Jeff Johns wasn't part of the first one. He was part of the second one. I mean, think he was sort uh, of part of the first one. Oh, Alan Hillenburg. The 11th hour. Yeah, because um, Zach, Alan Zach and Alan Hillenburg were the ones that wrote yeah. the story. But, uh, so, done. I
0: mean, originally Zach's pitch was that Steve wasn't supposed to actually be introduced into Wonder Woman's lore until like 100 years later. Like she was supposed to be coming to – she She showed up during the Crimean War. She, inter, she interjected herself into the world of man – and she just was very bitter and very like, nope, people suck. I'm gonna just chop heads off and carry them around like trophies. And then <laughs> she eventually like would meet Steve Trevor and like a hundred years later, and kind of like maybe the modern day ish, and be like, okay, maybe I should just be a better human being. And it was supposed to be he was supposed to introduce Steve much later in his original plan, but
3: oh, I thought the whole idea was that he, like she was gonna meet like Steve Trevor senior. And then in like modern times she would meet like his grandson or something. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Do a hook storyline then? He doesn't he doesn't uh, marry the girl
3: he likes but her granddaughter. That's what yeah. I thought they were doing. I don't remember. Mm. I mean again, there's been so many years now, like, you know, I don't know. Always- I just
0: immediately thought of like Age of Adeline where like the dad, grandpa shows up like, Why is my girlfriend kissing my grandson? Like <laughs> that's essentially what we were thinking. I I'm married. I, I see these dumb movies. <laughs> 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 okay, so yep, then what was sure. the next
1: what was the next piece Wait, of anyway, news or debunking nice. that happened?
0: Uh in the in the news in that initial article they talked about multiple times Warner has had no comment. They kept saying Warner has not confirmed any of this stuff, but they talk about how um essentially uh uh Jason Momoa is probably done and he's probably gonna get recast as Lobo, and uh, they talked about, like, they basically just listed off that the, the more than likely outcome is that is getting rebooted. And they just kept kind of going at that again and again and again. Um, let me see if I can find just the bullet points, because I had them all written down.
1: He's going to be a good Lobo, and then he doesn't have to, like, carry a whole movie.
3: Unless okay. his movie um, is Lobo. Massive so DCU shakeup shake carry. up,
0: uh, reboot. Um, they basically talked about in this article that... Uh, uh, Abdi and uh, the other fella. I just the uh, Luca. The Luca. Abdi and DeLuca were talking about, hey, let's make the the fans happy, and let's make a sequel to Zack Snyder's Justice League, and that was just like a like a pitch, like let's just do this, right? And the next pitch was that Wonder Woman three uh, didn't like it, but they gave her an option to rewrite the script, and apparently Patty Jenkins threw that in their face. A deadline mm. article came out a couple of days after this saying that uh um let's see she basically wrote the the script they said no they gave her an opportunity to rewrite it and then she sent this like this petty email to them saying um ba- basically just with like a wikipedia link saying this is what a character arc is defined as and not not wanting to to write anything she basically was like you guys are idiots if you don't know what a character arc is and it kind of, and th- that was it. And it was kind of this really like, okay, if that's real, that sucks. Um, they talked about in this article how um, Man of Steel 2 was going to be very unlikely because uh, essentially the the project was tied so closely to Black Adam, Black Adam was a success, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and they talked about how like uh, Cavill had filmed a cameo for The Flash. But now they're wanting to—they're—they're they're curious if they even want to use it. Um, other little bit was that Andy Machete was uh, wanting to direct a Superman film. He wanted to make it more colorful, wanted to make it more like Donner films. And uh, obviously, um, a sequel to Black Adam and its planned spinoffs are more than likely not happening uh, due to. Poor box office.
1: Um, I agree with Prime's Prime's head nod. We do not need rehashing of old Supermans. We need a
0: new and different Superman yeah. movie.
3: Let him know
0: all of So, uh a day later, as the story goes, literally the next day,
3: <laughs> like, a, like a damn convention almost. <laughs> I mean, literally
0: what, the next what, day, uh James okay. Gunn went on to Twitter. Uh he posted a very lengthy response on Twitter to this whole thing. And um, I, does anyone want to talk about what they thought of that before I talk about what James Gunn said about it? Cause there was a lot that he dropped kind of just in, in a Twitter thread is what he did. Okay. Let's just get right into it then. Cause it was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. He basically went on to the Twitters and told uh, basically that, some of it's true some of it's not and uh, along with all of the the snippets uh, he then started uh, basically saying that his priority is making a cohesive DC universe he wants to get it right but he's not going to please everybody no one's not everyone is not going to be happy by what he ends up doing which kind of reaffirmed that um, a lot of people think that a reboot in some capacity is happening because he didn't debunk it but he also didn't
3: Go ahead, Andy. I uh, just wanted to add uh, the point that he said about that while some of it is true, some of it is not, some of it they also haven't decided yet if it yeah. is true. The exact know, quote was, there.
0: so as for the story yesterday in The Hollywood Reporter, some of it is true, some of it is half true, some of it is not true, some of it we haven't decided yet whether it whether it's true or not. So lots of stuff in there. Uh, he basically also said, uh, although this is the first month that DC has been fruitful, building the next 10 years of story takes time, and we're still just beginning. Um, he, In this whole thing, he basically he kind of wraps up saying, uh, as for more answers about the future of DC, I sadly ask you all to wait. Uh, we are giving these characters and the stories the time and attention they deserve, and we ourselves still have a lot more questions to ask and answer. So a lot of people were happy with him saying some of it was not true a lot of people weren't happy that he didn't answer really anything but he just kind of reassured that <laughs> there is a lot <laughs> still happening and nobody really knows what's going on
1: i wonder how much of a bad taste patty Jenkins has in <clears throat> her mouth from dealing with all of warner brothers because that response is a very aggressive response and i don't know what was said but i also feel like her being like I don't want to work for this company anymore. You know what I mean? Like they've done a lot and she I'm sure has been given notes up the wazoo. I mean not Wonder Woman 1984, right? That we saw it get re-edited, right? We saw the other version, not her version of the movie. We saw another version of the movie.
2: No, we we actually 94? saw her version of the movie. That was her um, version of 84. The other version. Oh. The first movie was not her full version. Well, the first part so of it, it much worse. the end.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay, maybe was, we should not do that.
3: <laughs> I, I was gonna add something to your to your question, Michael, because uh, I am um, because because when I read that report, and again, I, I I will say this because I've been mocking them for the last couple of days. There's a civil war going on between all these trades. I don't know; it's the worst pissing contest I've ever seen. Yeah. But if this report is true, what she did, what she said, how she reacted, obviously. You know that's just not the way to do it. like don't email and say here's what a character arc is you know I think there's better ways to discuss it and uh, but from a part of me also could also almost understand her a little bit because I remember a couple years ago I went to uh, an edit bay visit for the first Wonder Woman. And they showed us a couple of scenes um like that like the No Man Land scene which had a completely different score which I kind of wish they kind I wish they had used that. And um, but we were talking with Patty, and one thing she kept bringing up was, you know, the almost a long decade of back and forth she's had with Wonder Brothers about trying to bring uh Wonder Woman to life and so on, bringing these ideas to them and so on, so on. So I wonder if this was maybe just a culmination point of her just going, I can't do this and I can't put up with this anymore. Like, I put but- up with it. With- 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 again, professionality is still valid but i also don't like the narrative people are also spewing right now online saying you know she's being difficult painful. because again you know we know that women female f- filmmakers in hollywood they do have a rougher than men do and 100%. So, yeah so i just i'm trying to look at it from that perspective but it's yeah. this is all crazy that's why like I, again i don't want to give too much credit Again, it feels like again, i don't know what's happening with the trade i wonder i wonder if it's the thing that and if Taylor, if it's okay to bring up, because we, we talked about it a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, we, we were kind of talking about like how Warner Brothers were kind of trying to test the wall and see who was leaking stuff. I don't know if you were, if to tell me if you recall it, Taylor, like how they were sending out false information through who they thought were leaking things to the press. Yes. Just a to lot see. of companies okay. do that.
0: They will, they will put out, um, they will tell certain people that they feel are leaking information. Certain things, so that if that information leaks, they know what not to disclose information to. Mm-hmm. Them. Um, they've Basically done it before the trades. It's how uh, certain prominent scoopers get debunked in real time. It's because they've uh, put out certain details to that source, which pass it along just like they expected. So they could then publicly like shame them, saying you were wrong. This is why you're wrong. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. So <clears throat> that's very. Very, very much the real thing. Uh, I did, however, hear that a lot of this stuff is real, but the context is being blown out of proportion. Um, That's the the trickier part. Um, But like you said, Patty uh, has dealt with three different managements of DC over the the last few years. So obviously at this point- Not to mention
1: a decade of work she did of just trying to get them to make a Wonder Woman movie. (laughs) And that first movie probably- The Based on the success of that movie is why we even got all these other Zack Snyder movies. I mean, that Wonder Woman movie really paved the way. And it sucks that the other movies didn't live up to that movie. Because the promise of that movie was like, great, we're going to get period pieces with movie stars in them. And they're going to feel like these grand adventures. And then, you know, it just never panned
0: out that way. It's such a weird and rocky road. I mean, even Wonder Woman, I, I don't even understand how like they took out the ending scene for that movie. That set up Justice League, and I'm like, why did you take this out? Like, it's literally just a scene with the rest of her like team, basically like getting a picture of the Mother Box and saying we're gonna go find this thing, and explains how yeah. the Mother Box ends in human possessions. I'm like, why did you take this out? It's yeah. such a weird scene just to remove because it clearly would have paid off in the next movie. But and to, management and to was watch the,
2: a messy thing. No, uh, I was gonna say to watch that scene is in the uh, is in the deleted scenes. So if you have the Blu-ray, that's, that's the only way you'll be able to watch it. And yeah. I was just, and I think a lot of people say the same thing. It's like, why did y'all take this out? Because that, it, like you said, it goes right into Justice League. Because yeah. now, when, if you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, you will understand. For the people that don't know, if you see the actual breakdown when Cyborg when they're in the Batcave and they're talking about, um, talking about you know the Mother Box and how he became, what well, he said they found the Mother Box in World War II. and that was at the time that. Or, was it World War One or World War II? Anyway, so, uh, they, they talk War about War.
0: how the, the Nazis found it first, and they were the Nazis insensual. found it first, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But like it set up that her team was going after it, and then the Nazis got it first. So like there yeah. was there were some more like nods to it. I'm like it, it's and they wanted so badly to emulate Marvel. Why not have just made that scene a post credit scene? It was long enough. <laughs> it was like 30 mm-hmm.
3: seconds just throw it in there fans would have stayed fans stayed anyways thinking there was going to be something there can i be petty for one second if sure. i may because that's what i do best you know what that doesn't sound like to me like it's what it's not sounding like to me at all it doesn't sound like a cul-de-sac to me no. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. see if it was a
1: cul-de-sac we'd all be we'd all be in it for life but you know
0: just i was there earlier. <laughs> but um but no, so as that, that article came out from Deadline, uh, they also put out some really interesting um, uh, bits out in the last couple of days about how Black Adam is not as successful as people are now claiming it on social media.
1: There's a crazy
0: uh, back and forth on this because
1: yes. one side is saying that they lied about it. One side is saying that... Uh, the rock was the one who came out and he was the one that gave the false numbers. So what are the numbers Taylor? Did the movie do well, or did it not do well?
0: Apparently. So Dwayne put a tweet out saying uh, basically that the, the actual profit for the movie is anywhere between 52 and 72 million. Um, which is kind of like a half true, I guess. Um, they believe that the financial data sheet that later came online after his little post Um, was leaked by them, and there were some discrepancies and other fun stuff in there. Um, Long story short, uh, the studio sounds like they're upset at the Dwayne Johnson camp with the Garcias because of this information leaking or them talking about this information in some capacity, and the reality is that Dwayne hyped up a movie to be like a a billion-dollar blockbuster, and it barely broke even, and... It's it's kind of a, a sad reality, a sad embarrassment for everybody, but it's also confidential information got leaked and they're they're pointing the fingers at these people. So it's it's not a good situation for anybody. And if people remember, on the day of this article from THR coming out that talked about this big reboot, another article came out for about three seconds, and was pulled almost instantly, that basically said that Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam 2 was being greenlit along with the Hawkman spinoff, and that article was pulled
3: almost instantly. That so, was deadline. They had to edit out that paragraph, because they yeah, were... They, they
0: put it out, and then they pulled it almost almost instantly, because they... And that information hasn't come back out since. So a lot of people are thinking that maybe the information about these movies uh. and it's parent success were a fabrication if because they
1: don't have trust in him. I mean, is Black Adam done? I mean, maybe he shows up in a larger movie, but like
0: is that just the end of what we do with him? I don't Maybe. Think so. I was trying do to tell they... someone um I was trying to tell someone the other day that um making a profit on a movie isn't as important. I mean, it, no, it's it's actually more important than breaking even. Because if your movie breaks even, that's great cool the studio make made their money back and that's fine but if you don't make a significant profit they're not going to greenlit a sequel because there's where's the risk like there's more risk there if if the movie like aquaman comes out and the profit for aquaman is like 500 million it's a no-brainer let's make another 200 million dollar movie and that still has the profit is just swimming in it for a bit but if black adam came out and only made 50 million dollar profit what do, you, what do you do with that? Do you risk it again and try to make another and hope that the profit
2: margin is higher? Or do you think it's going to be the same? I'll Well, I'll say this. Even though it made a profit and even though Dwayne Johnson had put the actual, uh, how should I say, comparison to Captain America, I would say this. Because it, Black Adam wasn't a known character like that. Yeah. So hard, so hardcore GC fans are pretty much the only ones that really knew who the character was. Now, what they were betting on was that since Dwayne Johnson is a big name, it could bring you know the general casual audience in. Now, let's just say I don't think that he actually fibbed or anything about the finances or the actual profit. But basically, how I'm looking at it is this: it did what it was supposed to do. It's out there. The character is out now. If he made a little profit or they they brought even so be it. But I believe, and this is just how I believe and how I look at it, is that the character is out there. Now people know of it, of of the character. And with Superman being in it, it does give it a little push. And when you think about it, is that even though it might not did everything in the box office, it might be very, very highly successful at home through rentals and digital, which it did very well. So- I mean, okay. HBO Max
3: on Friday. It's coming out on HBO Max on this Friday. Worldwide. Yeah. worldwide right. Friday, so, so
2: You have to look at it for, for, for what it's worth. I don't think they're going to scrap Black Adam. They could probably do some things differently. It's probably going to be a lot of tug of war with that because Dwayne has his own outlook on how he want to take the character and connecting it to the particular universe. But yeah. only time will tell. So we just have to see. But it did do what it was supposed to do. The character yeah. is out there so people can know who Black Adam is? Your, your I, think of,
0: sorry. I, no, I think no. what's and, probably going to happen is if the movie doesn't, if the universe doesn't get reboot, um, the bigger problem is that they're going to try to micromanage it a little bit more. Okay. Because this movie suffered from bad editing; it suffered from uh, disjointed scenes. It 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 basically, someone like James Gunn could see very plainly where the issues are, and say if we would have fix this here fix this there change this whole ending and take out this weird skeleton army plot that makes zero sense would it be better would it would make would it resonate better with fans would we have a better story like it would probably be less in their control and i think that's probably what the fight is going to be
2: i, I would say this i think it's i don't think the fans is the issue the issue and what they're trying to do is that they're trying to really resonate with that general audience you got to remember the fans is not really the big issue because us as fans, we don't even make up the big percentage of it anyway. It's the general mm. casual audience and what they're trying to relate to. So, you know, even as fans, let's I'm just I'm just looking at it from an, another perspective. Let's just say that, okay, we say fans, we enjoyed it. We we enjoyed it because we see the character on it. But it could be divided with the general casual audience and what it was with, you know, critics. You know how I feel about critics. I don't listen to critics. But my thing is, but it was divided. So let's just say if you go to any critical uh platform, you know, where people put their opinions, well, the actual audience is going to give it higher rating than the actual critics. So a lot of people actually enjoyed it. And I'm not just going by Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going with you know IMD, I'm going with uh Metacritic, you know, whatever it is that you go and you get it. Yeah. So if you go ahead and look, the general I mean the, the, the audience percentage is high. So you have to look at it, you had to look at it like that. And just people just didn't go out to go watch the movie, which is kind of baffling because it is enjoyable for the general casual audience for them to enjoy. I think one of the things you brought up is that they had to
1: make it up in the beginning, right? There's, they're introducing this new character. <clears throat> it's crazy that they wasted the connection to the Shazam movie. It's crazy that you have these characters that are very intertwined. That movie did very well with the general audience. It's yeah that you didn't put any of those breadcrumbs or black adam was coming out and we started seeing shazam 2 trailers why not show that black Adam's going to show up in that movie why not just even have him in one of those scenes so people are like oh man there's something else going on here it felt so just like we're going to get this whole other group of superheroes but it's like he's got a superhero who he fights all the time (laughs) He's, he's built into the universe
3: my period the whole time with, with the whole Black Adam, Shazam thing was because originally Black Adam and I wish to God they had kept the original release date for the summer because this felt like a summer movie. To me. This is not an October movie. I and agree with you. I agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this, this is what I can, t- I can tell. like you know, ki- you know, the kids would have gone and seen this all the time. But, like, because the original plan was, okay, so what, let me think. Black Adam was in June. Shazam was October?
2: No, Shazam was December.
3: No, Shazam was December, and that's why
2: Shazam got put... No.
3: Shazam was,
2: was in, Shazam was in uh, November. November. I no, November. I think it was actually
0: earlier, because Shazam was supposed to have been earlier, because Aquaman was going to be in December.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right, right. Yeah. Aquaman, they they yeah, had... They it are supposed to be really packed. They have switched
3: these days so many damn times, yeah. that of course it gets confusing. So, I yeah. <laughs> mean, I always assumed... I always assumed that Shazam 2 would... Possibly, and with like, I was almost guaranteed that. Oh, Dwayne is in the post-credit scene for Shazam. That's why Black Adam comes out first, and then Shazam. Now that could still happen because Black Adam came out this year. Shazam is the first DCU movie we get next year. And um, are they that smart? It's Warner Brothers, so you know it's a fifth. It's a ninety percent slash ten percent chance. Um, sorry, not sorry, but uh, yeah, that's I. There's so much they could have you taken. Uh, opportunity up with that mythology because, like, again, we have that, you know, original Shazam wizard uh, that gives him the power and so by but like I was expecting there to be more, especially because, this, didn't Peter Saffron work on both Shazam and Black yeah. Adam? Yeah, yes he
0: did, yes he did. And you also had like the, the lines from the first Shazam movie where they talked about how the the champion fell victim to the seven deadly sins and destroyed the wizards, and that whole plot did not exist in the movie. So I yeah. wonder what happened there. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I will say this. There is now this is, could be key too. If they do continue Black Adam, because I'll say this, it has old regime written all over it. Yeah. So, and like, again, like I said, and like what you just brought to the point, Taylor was, was that we, if you go to the movie, if you really pay attention, you can see that they edited real bad. It's broke up. I could tell yeah. I and I've said this plenty of times. They had they took about 20 25 minutes out that movie, oh, at easily. least easily. Because you can see how the editing it is. It's like it went from a scene and they cut just like at the beginning from, you know, when the JSA was just right getting in there. We didn't get no introduction it to the JSA at all. Blows my mind.
1: <laughs> it blows my mind that we're this far into these DC movies. And here we are again talking about the poor editing ruining the movie. This has been the case forever. From Batman v Superman to the Justice League movie, in their original forms, were not good. Then later on, people came and re edited them, and those movies are now good. But this initial reaction of when these things come out, you know, eventually, I bet that 25, Taylor told me it was like 35, 40 minutes of the movie that got put out.
2: Hey, I wanna put it past Maybe
1: it. maybe it shows up on a Blu-ray, maybe it doesn't, but I guarantee you there's gonna be some version of it where two years from now we're like, Oh, this Black Adam version really makes the whole universe seem really more really more cohesive. It really fits in better. I mean mm-hmm. that's Is that the,
3: the one that was the R rated cut Taylor? You, like I think you said something but there yeah. was supposed to be an R-rated, but I don't know how long that was. There was, was a uh, longer I, cut. It was R-rated. It had more violence. It made more sense. The JSA
1: the was supposed to have an introduction? You were supposed yeah. to meet these yeah. characters
0: before? Yeah, apparently, we- like 20 minutes of that cut movie was JSA scenes, and they thought, <laughs> maybe just take too much time on these characters. I'm like, but that's what the movie needed, more oh, time with these this man. team. Yeah.
2: So people can actually understand, it. that's why I say it. If you're going to gravitate and you're going to bring in the general casual audience, <laughs> You have to explain the characters. Us as hardcore DC fans, we know who they are. Mm -hmm. But people that are not hardcore DC fans, they're not going to know. You just can't just throw them in there like that. And (laughs) in people's minds,
1: right, if we're we're talking about this problem being with it, it isn't always the problem because that last Batman movie popped with general audiences in a way that a Batman movie has not popped in a long time. You know, probably since the dark, probably since Heath Ledger's Joker Batman movie. Dark Knight. That, yeah. I mean, th- that movie was a great theatrical experience. And I love telling people that aren't into superhero movies, you should watch this movie. Because, to Prime's point, the only people that saw Black Adam were people that
2: are into this genre. Right. Yeah. Those hardcore DC fans. And if you, and even if the general catcher audience did come in and they watched it, yeah, it's an enjoyable time because it's a lot of action. But a lot of it, they were going to go in is like, well, who is this character? What is he about? Oh, he's sweet. He cool. I guarantee everybody yeah. liked it. Did the I miss Dr. a Fate. movie?
3: Did I miss TV show? Did I miss right. a comic I should have read? Right. And I think the most no, important And I,
2: and most, I guarantee. Yeah, everybody no, liked Dr. Fate. Everybody
1: liked it, Dr. Fate. So see, and that's where and that's where I feel like the most important part of Black Adam was that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is playing Black Adam. And they can do with whatever they want with all the other pieces around him. As long as he comes back, we can have more black adams because I don't think he's the problem. He's a great interpretation of this character. Right. Now we got to fix all those other pieces. Yeah. And listen, I mean we're gonna get we're gonna get back to it, but Mr. Gunn is reading Twitter. He knows what people are saying. Right, it's not like he can say, "Well, I don't know what people. I don't go to those forums." No, no, no. He is going to these places and seeing what
2: people are saying, and he soon he will be able to
3: read them in four thousand words. Yeah, oh, geez,
2: Louise. Well, outside of Twitter, he's on actually every major platform over every platform just about. I just found out he's on Vero. He's on Mastodon. Yeah, he's on Vero. He's on Mastodon. He's on, uh, of course, Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on Uh, Facebook. He's on. What's that? Uh, what was that other one that was new? Not the Mastodon, but it was another Hive. one. Hive. Hive. Yeah, yeah. hi
3: Yeah. I don't like Hive. I joined it, and it's so buggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can't like you, like you can <laughs> only be logged one account at the same time. And it's like for me as a comic, yeah. great, like because I have like twelve podcasts or something. Like, I heard
0: I heard a rumor that Hive Social was actually run by like a small handful of people, maybe like less than four people.
3: And it like sound, that sounds about right. It uh, makes sense.
0: I mean, the thing crashes all the time. I try to log in, and it takes thirty seconds for me to see my feed. And if it does show me my feed, that's great. Most of the time, I just see a blank feed. Yeah. So I don't um, know. Everyone who fled Twitter to this new platform thought it was going to be a success. You guys killed we it. Just have, we just it have to Yeah, James
2: Gunn on. is going to have more. He's going to have more interactions on Twitter. And you'll yeah. probably see him do more on Twitter and where he asks his questions because, just for the simple fact, May, Twitter and Mastodon at the most. Twitter and Mastodon. But I can't get Twitter Mastodon to way. work.
3: I just, like, I gave up on Mastodon. I'm just like, uh eh, so no,
0: whatever. To kind of round it back up, um, following all these articles, uh, James went to Twitter and started answering and addressing fans mm. directly. And A lot this, of them. This was kind of great. <laughs> Uh, he, he first tweeted with a 44th anniversary to the original Superman movie saying, uh, you'll believe a man can fly. He, he threw that out, said that everyone was excited, like, yay, 44 years, holy crap. Um, and then uh, one fan asked him, uh, would Superman be coming back to the big screen? Is your plan involve Superman? And he said, yes, of course. Superman is a huge priority, if not the biggest priority. So, again, Superman front and center, just like what Zaslav was saying, Superman needs to be on film. As he goes on, though, a lot of people started asking him other questions like, hey, was Ryan Reynolds going to be back as Green Lantern? Because Zach brought him back. And he literally responded, no, he didn't. Zach did not bring him back. (laughs) And he debunked that rumor flat out. I've been saying it forever. Zach, even in interviews, have said Ryan Reynolds was never going to be his Green Lantern. He had pitched an idea that maybe Ryan would be the other Lantern to his Jon Stewart. But everyone who knows anything about that scene knew that the other lantern in that scene would have been Kilowog and Ray. Yeah, so we would have had Ryan doing mocap and a weird voice. Yeah, not him, <laughs> right? So, so he, himself, even said that, he had this idea, and then he moved on from it because it just didn't happen. He never contacted Ryan. They never went anywhere with it. However, where I hate that rumor so much because it's stupid. Ryan Reynolds' dance card is also crazy
1: Crazyful. full. Yeah, crazy full and crazy booked for at least the next couple of years. Yeah. So to, yeah. to get him on something like this would be a huge industry shake up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's gonna yeah. go to Disney. I mean, that's where this is that's where no. he's going. Well, he's already for at the, Disney. He's going no. back for
0: that. Right.
3: Although it doesn't help that he spent the last couple of years, also, you know, he's because he's mugged DC and Greenlander for years. So I, I don't know if one would be like, uh, do we want to bring him back? Nah. <laughs>
0: alright and then then this next part actually made headlines again and they actually quoted this in another article by the Hollywood Reporter because of what happened um, one fan had asked him to debunk a scooper and the scooper's tweet was <laughs> James Gunn doesn't like Henry Cavill right and James uh, responded saying sure false that's all he said sure false that's the whole tweet I'm going to have to mute you guys just because I I need to get through this. I need to get through this. Okay. So I've actually interacted with this, this scooper, this, this YouTube personality. He's a, he's a nice guy. Like I don't have any ill will toward him. Um, This whole exchange was not good. And I'm not going to name names. Everyone who knows what happened, you'll know who I'm talking about. But anyways, James said, sure. False. However, this guy fired back at James Right. He fired back at James and said, uh, even more people reached out to me since you said this to tell me that you don't like him. I'm just saying what I heard. Like he stuck and he stuck to his ground and he doubled down. And then James said in probably one of the. This this tweet, it's funny. It gets the point done. I feel like he did go a little too far with it. All right. And I'll say James went a little far with this because his tweet was so weird. You seem so plugged in. Anyway, I just had 40 people read out reach out to me to say that you got kicked out of your mom's basin. So sorry, man. I'm gonna unmute you guys so you guys you
1: know, I <laughs> Taylor, this is exactly what you've talked about, that people run their mouths online and people don't get put into check. And he is, he is trying to run a professional studio where dudes on Twitter are compromising him. He backhanded some people. Yeah, you think you're so plugged yeah. in. Why do we not believe the man who's in charge? If he says he likes him, he likes him. I, I don't yeah. understand.
0: What are we reading
1: into here?
0: Anyways, uh, this whole exchange was pretty out there. Um, I felt like he maybe went a little too hard. But at the same time, the guy also didn't let up. He apparently even made like a video a couple of days later saying that James Gunn publicly attacked him on Twitter and made like a big fuss about it. And it was really just
2: Attack. over-exaggerated
0: and just insane.
2: Attack.
0: Um, how,
1: much wow. it, how much does it cost my movie studio for an industry to think I don't like my leading man? Like I, I get it's one thing to, to throw sticks and stones, but like he's the person that has to run all this stuff. And these things yeah. have effects. I mean – Negative PR about something beforehand tanks movies, and he he's got a lot of
0: work to rebuild. And and I want to also point out that James Gunn doesn't have to reply to tweets. He don't. If if he didn't like Henry, right? If that was the truth, he would just ignore the tweets. He would just ignore it. He would support the movies like he's supposed to as studio head, but he would just ignore the personal questions. by hey, I heard you don't like this. I heard you don't like this. he just wouldn't respond. He would leave those ones alone. But he still went on to Twitter, said no. Uh, there's no facts about me not liking Henry. He also went to another fan, another fan who said, uh, "Mr. Gunn, do you like Ben Affleck as Batman?" And he responded, "I do. Not, I did. Not. He's great. I do. Possessive right now. I do like him as Batman, which a lot of people Woo! read more into. Which, but, but, but that." But to me, your,
1: your noise from the Dark Crystal, Andy, was absolutely accurate. Your Skeksky's noise was absolutely accurate. Uh, My noise from the what? The Dark Crystal. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I'll send you some clips. I'll send you some clips. <laughs> um, ben Affleck's been all over those lots. And he's been filming yeah. things and back in costume. And that was true three
0: three or four months ago. Yep. And, I mean, aside – and this all came about when the, the news that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon started a new production company – And then just a couple days ago, Ben was seen meeting with Warner Brothers. So a lot of people don't know where everything stands. A lot of people think that because this new production company, Ben is getting reboot. Um, Batman's getting rebooted specifically because Ben can't be involved, or Ben's coming back as Batman and his production company is going to come in front and center, helping with all the projects he's involved with. There's a lot of stuff, right? But James doesn't have to respond That's the point. He doesn't have to go out of his way and say, no, Ryan Reynolds is not Green Lantern. No, I don't hate Henry Canville. No, I I love Ben Affleck. Like he doesn't have to say all these things. He doesn't have to do any of it, but he's still doing it. And now people are still trying to say, "Oh, he's just lying to save face."
3: If you, know, you can I just can, not be on social media, like can't be petty again. I mean, you know, because I I, feel I have to because I don't want to get anyone here in trouble by me yet. because when I get petty, Taylor, you know how I get when I get petty. Yeah, you get but, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's. That's too nice, actually. You, you need to go rough from that. But if Kevin Feige was doing any of this, everyone in their minders would be like, oh my goodness, our Lord and Savior, Kevin Feige, has given us a truth because he would never lie to us.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. Because, and I've said this before on other shows, Marvel has this ride-or-die mentality with its fans that can't be broken. And yeah. James Gunn choosing to be transparent is probably one of the most dangerous things that he can do as a studio head because if he's being genuine, like he is, that could be very dangerous, (laughs) you know? Because a lot of people... Hold on, I get a... Oh, yeah, Michael sent me a clip to send to you, Andy. So It's for Andy. It's for Andy's phone. Send (laughs) it to Andy. (laughs) Okay, Andy, I'm going to send this to your phone. Anyways, James doesn't have to be transparent. He is choosing, choosing to go this route to build trust. Why would he jeopardize it by lying? Because his whole goal is to build trust and build transparency. The worst thing you can do in your attempt to build trust through transparency is to fucking lie.
2: <laughs> well, I would say this with Gun is that that understanding he know that he's in the comics, and that's good. But he has to realize the DC fan base and the DC community is highly, highly divided, and a lot of them that's in it they are fickle. So you have to look at it like that. That's how I look at it. I don't think that James yeah. is doing anything that's dangerous. I think he's putting stuff out there to just let people on, like you said. He's not lying about anything. Mm-hmm. He's just interacting with people and just want to, how should I say, you know, uh, let people know that if you want to say ignorant stuff and you want to be stupid, well, I'm going to debunk it yeah. because people, you know, I'll just debunk it. You're not going to get me in trouble. What would make him be in trouble if he just said something and he lied about it and it went somewhere else? But he's not, he's not doing it. So, and I think he's having fun to be honest
1: (laughs) because he also knows that Kevin Feige isn't going to hop on Twitter and talk down to these people. He's got a slew of Disney executives that do not want this type of publicity. He knows how to handle himself on social media. He's a writer. He knows how to write these things and tone. Um, just like Taylor broke down, do you like him as Batman? I do is a very interesting choice of
3: words. Mm, I watched a yeah. clip, and wow, wow, okay, that did sound a lot like that creature. Okay. <gasps> okay. Right, right,
0: right, right. Yes, <laughs> stay. Yeah, so everyone who hasn't caught on yet, Michael and I, our childhoods, I was super into Star Wars, and Michael was really into everything Jim Henson. <laughs> there's, a, there's, Listen, uh, there's a one-to-one crossover
1: between Star Wars and Muppets. The moment you found out that they're all the same, all those people worked on those movies. So there's a real
0: crossover. Yeah. No, Yoda is a Muppet. Yes. People need to realize that. Anyways, anyways, um, as, as this goes on. What? He's same,
1: a Muppet? Same, yeah. He's same
0: a- people made both Yoda
1: and the Muppets. The voice of Miss Piggy is the voice of Yoda. Boom. Mind blown. There you go. Man. That whole set that that the Empire Strikes Back is such a good movie. Luke Skywalker is having to emote to a puppet above him like this. There's nobody there. He puts so much into that movie. That movie is all of all of the tricks and trades of making a movie.
3: Anyways, anyways. I, I, so. I, I, I feel like my reality has been like <laughs> like broken. I never realized Miss Piggy and Yoda
1: on a behind yeah. the scenes on a behind the scenes he's uh uh george lucas said that uh yoda
0: looks like if kermit and piggy had a kid <laughs> okay. Okay. i want you to be aware of this thing um <laughs> also on that same note uh i mean frank oz yeah frank uh, Oz. What a, what a what a what a trooper um anyways yeah i'll just let's just get out of that let's get out of that um so the, the question now has always been, what is the DCU? Is the DCU a reboot? Because that is what all three of the traits, THR, Variety, Deadline, they're all saying the same thing, that it's running toward a reboot. Now, by definition, what is a reboot? Because Hollywood has a very different definition of reboot versus what the word actually means. And layman's also have a very different definition of what the word reboot means versus what it actually means. So Andy, when you hear the word reboot, what is a reboot to you?
3: Reboot to me, I mean, I can look at it from, because I cover a lot of television. Uh, so yeah. for me, reboot to me can mean that you start, you reimagine something, something like you You take, for example, like for example, the Flash the Flash TV show we have right on the CW, it's, it can take to be a reboot from the 90s TV show with John Wesley Shipp, But a reboot can also be, even though I like to say a revival could be when you bring back x-files for example for season 11 12, 12 something 12, like 12. that yeah. You, yeah or like you bring back community for a movie for example um or reboot can also mean sequel series like kind of like what they've done with gossip girl you know like the original gossip girl show you know now there's another the gossip girl that is a sequel to that same universe it just takes a couple of years later focus on other characters um and I admit I watched both, so I will put that Or out on there. the topical
0: so, note, uh, Willow, Dark Crystal, those new sequel projects are technically reboots of the property. Because it's, by definition, the word reboot is to the act of booting a computer system again. And then when you reboot a computer, you don't take out all the bits. You don't mm-hmm. tear it apart and then reboot it. That's rebuilding. That's a different thing. Now,
1: Taylor, I thought that reboot was when Bob would save Dot and Enzo from
0: the games. Is that not Good what Lord, a reboot I is? That. I love that show so much. But no. We is were that gonna... too
1: deep of a 90s reference for too everybody Too deep of, else? of a 90s reference. Okay, okay.
0: Um, but no, um, the question has always been in the terminology. Because when they say the character of Batman is getting a reboot, that means that they're rebooting the property, not the actor, right? But if he's saying that I'm rebooting DC... He could be bringing new life into it, restarting it with the same actors. It's not sure what his reboot is because his reboot could either be a reboot of the entire DC universe where he's starting fresh or he's fixing and rebooting what was already there. That's the question. I think it's going to be a little bit of both.
1: And I think what they need to do with these characters are good movies, but don't do – People understand their origin stories. Uh, Unless it is a character that has never been on screen before, we know where Superman comes from. Give me a good Superman movie. We know where Batman is. Don't show me year one. Show me a different time of his life. Um, And I think maybe that's what we do with some of these characters. Let's just get the dark Batman movie or the Batman movie where Ben Affleck's in the robot armor. Let's get to these other stories so that we can find new places to take these characters.
3: I think with lesser-known characters that especially never been on screen, I know because people are speaking like Mr. Terrific as one of the characters that James wants to use, a lot of people would argue that, well, he was on Arrow. Well, first of all, that wasn't even the real Mr. Terrific. That was one they created for the show that was inspired by the original Mr. Terrific. But, like, if we meet, for example, let's say they do a JSA. I mean, I've always said uh, if if these dumbheads and Warner Brothers are listening, do a JSA show on HBO Max. And for example, there you can tell Mister Terrific's origin story because we've never seen that version of Mister Terrific anywhere. Uh, but like, yeah, like, but someone like, like, I don't need another Superman origin story. Like, I get it. Okay, baby cries, gets born. Planet blows up. He gets sent to Earth. Kryptonite, boom, all over the planet. Bald dude gets petty about super alien. I get it. We all get it. But like, lesser known characters, like, like for example, a movie I've been waiting to see for years is the Boosted Gold movie by. Actually written by my friend Zach Stans. that character has you know never had his origin story told. He's been in one episode of Smallville and one episode of Tomorrow before it got cancelled, because the showrunner was trying to fight the network being like, "We're gonna put Booster Gold here, so you have to renew us." That's not how it works. And but yeah, otherwise like if we have famous characters like we don't let them just like that's why I love the Batman so much. Like it is year two. Like I, what Michael was saying, we don't have to start with year one. Start at a different. Different point in time, he can be old, he can be young, he can be middle aged, and so on. Like, because there's so many different periods of Batman that is so interesting. But, but to Taylor's point, reboot, yeah, because I know people, you know, because we had people on our show that I do on YouTube, people being like freaked out about reboot. But my reboot doesn't have to be reboot, it can be about refocusing. Like, one of the things that I like with DC a couple years ago, they uh, because they'd done the new 52 and it was very mixed divided, which I perfectly understand. I liked some more things in the 52, which is fine, but.
0: They did yeah, D- the best DC thing that Re- came out of the New 52
2: was the Court of Owls. Yes. I, um, I have to disagree with that. Yeah. That's one of them, but there's <laughs> a lot more stories. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more stories. So we're almost wrong with
3: but like But when they did DC Rebirth, it wasn't about rebooting. It was about refocusing on what has worked, which, again, is what you do with a computer, is what you do with a phone. Right. Like You don't delete stuff. So,
0: Well, I mean, to kind of I, put to an analogy that you also will agree with, Andy – uh, Legends of Tomorrow, season one versus the re- remainder of the show, that show went through its own reboot. Yeah. Oh, yes. That 100%. By definition, that show went through its own reboot because the first yeah. season was, was its own thing compared to the rest of the show. They retooled oh, yeah. and reworked that entire project.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. Was like, yeah, the, Legends, the season,
3: Legends, Legends was supposed to be an infallity show. Was, we were supposed to follow a team every season. But people fell in love with these characters so much from on season one that... The format didn't work in terms of, like, because they were, like, Legend of Samar was very much like all oh, the other Arrowverse shows. Lots of comic book references, a lot of comic book characters. But eventually, they started moving away from it. They started creating their own characters and just kind of going with, like, it's, essentially, I know they're going to murder me for saying this if they ever find this, but I don't care. Legend of Samar is essentially of the Galaxy of a television. It is whack. It's funny. It, is, it has heart and humor and drama. But, like, Legend of Mar season one and season versus season two to season seven couldn't be any different.
0: Uh, so when I think of them rebooting the property, I'm not, I mean, I've, I've talked to plenty of people behind the scenes. I've talked to plenty of people who are hundred percent believing that a, a true reboot is coming, that new cast, new crew, new everything, ground, ground level reboot. And I've also talked to some people that have said that James is probably going to pitch a partial reboot, like keep some of the key actors, replace some, keep others and kind of just not acknowledge that it's been like a proper reboot like henry comes back but he's got a different lex and a different lois or uh new flash in the, his face but a different different supporting true or um there's like things like that like a partial reboot like some characters are completely rebooted some characters are half rebooted um but the reality is it could be we could face a total reboot that is something I, that is very much on the table
2: i i was <clears throat> i fully believe it's going to be a full reboot because I, this is what I just believe, believe this is a new regime and they're trying to erase anything from the old regime. Why keep on, why put band-aids on it? Why, when you could just start off fresh, it's going to start off with your name, with the people that you have in and you start off fresh. And that's why, that's why I say that as of now, once this full slate is done, they have a full year to get something together because DC studios doesn't officially really start until 24.
0: Yeah.
1: Where would you like to see them? Where would you like to see them start prime? You know, we get a year we're then going to say, great. That's the end of this chapter. We open a new chapter. How would you like them to start all this off? Do we see another standalone wonder woman movie, another Batman movie that leads to something, or do we start with justice league, a JLA movie where at the end of it, we then follow individual stories after that.
2: I'm going to and say just it's a, We're supposed to be right. It's a double edged sword because this is what I'll say: is that if you're going to do a, another Superman, the problem let's just let's just go with Superman for one. Okay, we got Man of Steel, which is fantastic, but you have how should I say you have people that are still stuck and they want that old Superman. But the people fail to realize is that a lot of people that really didn't care for Superman, they the character resonated with them when they watched Man of Steel. Okay? Because you have to make the character relatable. But a lot of people don't want the character to be relatable. That's why I said the community is divided. So if they start over, again, Henry Cavill wants to do that, Boy Scout, Superman wants to do all that. Where if you do that, it might backfire. So, because this generation, they're not going to relate to that. I'm going to be honest with you. They are not going to relate to that. They they will relate to the Superman of now. So, what you, actually, what you were saying is that, do I think that they'll start? I believe is what they'll do is that they will have to do a team-up movie, like you were saying with The Mortal. You'll do a team-up movie and you'll do individual movies from there. Because if you go ahead and you do a restart, with the same actors, it's going to confuse a lot of people. It really is. Unless you pretty much at a conference or a con, you put your slate, you say what you're going to do, it's going to get put out there, and people will know exactly your direction on where you're going. And then once you put it out there, and then people will actually see it. But that's that's just my outlook on it. You do a team-up movie, you eradicate everything, You start over from fresh, you get all new personnel. If you're going to keep main people, because I'll say there's the only two people that I would say that's that, that you have to keep, you have to keep Henry Cavill and you damn sure got to keep Gal Gadot. Because if you recast Wonder Woman, if you recast Gal, that's going to be, you can recast Henry easily, but Gal is going to be hard. And you know, what's funny is we're sitting
1: here talking about what we wanted out of a wonder woman and she had such great chemistry. That's the movie. Wonderman, Wonder Woman, and Superman have to team up to do something, and we'll yes. see them. We'll see them fighting dudes. Like dudes are like coming at them, and Wonder Woman and Superman's like, listen, oh, smash their heads. I don't understand. Why can't we go out to Indian food? And then, and then Wonder Woman takes her lasso and swatches a bunch of guys. And goes, <laughs> Wait, "I'm not going to have." Sorry. This-
3: um, listen, hold on, stop. Everybody has to stop. I'm a shipper. Tato knows that he's going to punish me for even bringing this up. I will not go and see a Superman and Wonder Woman where they kiss. I will. Oh not. no.
2: Oh no, well, okay. you have to I, okay. you have your sexual attention. But you have to look at it from this end. But at the same mm-hmm.
0: time, in this hold on at the same time, Andy, I understand that you, you ship Batman and Wonder Woman, but canonically in the comics yeah, things, and Woman always end up. But here. Ben
3: Affleck and Gal Gadot are so hot together. But Ben's on. probably not gonna be Batman anymore. That's the yeah. reality, right? But I'm, 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 I'm praying gone. that maybe <clears throat> that something will happen. I'm, I, I'm probably not gonna get what I want. I but think, it's like I don't don't Clark, no Clark and Diana. It's closed forever. Okay? I think
2: they want,
3: oh no,
2: no I, I just want to say this thing is that this is the thing when it comes down to the audience and what a lot of people get confused. You have the audiences that like continuity. But then you have the people that like Elseworlds stories. Mm. But DC excels better at Elseworlds stories. But they want to have a continuity universe. And to do a continuity universe, and you're going to implement elements from the actual books, there have to be a lot of things that you're going to have to implement. Like, for instance, Andy, if you don't know, Diana and Superman were in a relationship.
3: I know. That's, I, 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 you know, I, I, if you read the new feed,
2: if, if if you really, really look at it,
0: if you go... We're not even that. Prime, to back yeah. up your point, in Kingdom Come in the 90s, they yes.
2: got
3: together and had a baby. Yes! So... I, I can accept that. I don't... When it comes to them. Okay, <laughs> listen, if they did, like, um... What's the name of... They have a label now for their, like, Elseworlds books in the comic. They don't call it Elseworlds anymore. They call it something... You talk about Black Label. Be like, hey, well, yeah. If they did a black label movie, for example, type of movie, kind of like almost like the Joker, where they
1: like, have done a black label movie. It's called the Joker, you know, and it I know, should I know, have I said DC Black Label I, Joker. I, know. I, know.
3: I agree. I agree. But like, let's say they do Kingdom Come as a black label movie, which I believe that's
2: what they would do the blueprint for. But go ahead.
3: Yeah, yeah. But like, if they do a Kingdom Come movie, I would love to see that universe where Clark and Diana get together because, I, yeah, Gal and Henry, I I could see their chemistry. I just, for me, if we're going with the dcu dc whatever the hell they want to call it is dcu dcu DCU, yeah i think yeah i like it feels like it just feels like that company is flip-flopping every day like tomorrow they're gonna be like Mm -hmm. you know what what if we call it something else but i i'm clark and lois all the way through but like yeah i and i guess this is kind of where i go into my standpoint is that i don't want a full reboot because i think there's a lot of things with the dcu that actually does work like I do think the Super movies have worked great. The Wonder Woman movie, I mean, 1984, it's watchable, but it's not great. It's watchable. Wonder Woman one is like, if we can get go back to that, we're good. I love Aquaman. I'm excited to see what was it called? Lost Kingdom? Lost Kingdom. Come, yeah. Um, Shazam, obviously a huge success. I think Black Adam, the character, belongs in the, the in the universe. I don't. Maybe we wait with Black Adam too. Maybe we just wait. Like maybe put Black Adam into Shazam Free or in a Superman movie or something like that. Or Taylor, I did a you I talked about years that they were they were initially going to do uh, in Suicide Squad 2 with the uh, something O'Connor.
0: Gavin O'Connor was originally yeah. pitching uh, Black Adam to be like the, the the main target at the end of Suicide Squad. Yeah,
3: Black yeah, yeah. They, they could do something like that. But yeah, like, for me, like, I think there are things in the DCU that are working. I think. We need to refocus. We don't need to reboot, and we don't have to erase. We don't have to erase. I think we just need to restore, restore what has worked about the DCU so far. So, I think my my thought, and I will kind of,
0: and this will be my last thought before we wrap up because we are pushing over an hour, so everyone can get their final thoughts in there. <laughs> um, my thought is that smart business, realistically, would be to reboot. 100%, cross the board. Re- new cast, new everything. But also give a bookended closure to the old DC with an Elseworlds story. If that means reboot in 2024, start a new, new project, start going right off the bat, just, just new cast, new everything, then maybe pick up in a couple of years and give a finite Elseworld Zack Snyder's Just League Part 2 or something like that, just to to wrap up that universe, to give fans their, their closure. Because the worst thing that we I mean, we had we as comic fans have had hundreds of movies, hundreds of movies, where the closure is not not given. And I think that if the studio is intending to do a reboot, why not I guess give back to that, that small segment of fans that have proven to be a giant pain in the ass, then to give them their closure as well. Because A lot of fans won't accept a reboot, but general audiences will. Because every few years, we see that they're totally okay with reboots because of James Bond has lasted how long? And every few years, it's been a reboot. So reboots aren't the issue. And I think it's kind of what Prime said, is that the modern audience wants continuity, and the only way to really get it would be to give them a rebooted universe without all the baggage. Because there is a lot of baggage with the DCEU. A lot of baggage. So maybe not all of the ideas will work in a rebooted universe, but I think a lot of them could. But you have to retool them to fit a more general approach. Because a lot of people were pissed off at Man of Steel because of this this aspect of the character, this aspect of the character. But a lot of people liked certain things. So leave those aspects that worked, change some other aspects. And unfortunately, a lot of people will see, oh, Henry's back. So that means Man of Steel, BVS, all those are are in my brain. It's all canon, so you can't half-reboot. with. Because if you reboot in the, with every aspect but Henry, it'll confuse a certain niche of the audience.
2: Yeah, so,
0: yeah. intelligently, I do think that they are probably going to work toward a total reboot, but I also don't think that they're going to completely destroy everything else. I think that Elseworld... The fact that DC has allowed Elseworld projects to exist simultaneously is a good sign that they may allow certain aspects to carry on until they've run their course.
1: I think you just answered my question.
0: And the first
1: movie of 2024 is going to be whichever justice league story you like, where the whole team gets killed or, or it gets disbanded or we go to other universes and we see all of our heroes fall, the portal walks open and our new heroes come in. I think that's what we're building towards. Or one of our, one of these heroes, one of our six that we like, shazam falls through the portal and they're like great you're here we got to go and he's like who are you bro i'm the flash why are you doing this right now you're my we we hang out all the time i gave you my i gave you my xbox name we just were playing xbox
3: <laughs> right like right like however Notice then, flash is a playstation guy okay hold on yeah like barry, allen, be, barry allen in any universe i will not stand a barry I allen Barry
1: Allen, and i only play playstation yeah i hear you i hear you. yeah yeah uh, thank god thank god uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's gonna hey, be something like that then.
0: We know that Shazam is an Xbox guy per film
3: canon, so it was in the movie. He plays Mortal, I mean, Kombat, Mortal Xbox. Kombat. Listen, some are gonna go for Chanel, some are gonna go for Walmart. If, <laughs> if the if the if the store fits, then you know, good for Chanel. Those are
1: so different stores. You gotta Don't like compare and Xbox
0: Walmart. to Walmart. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I may absolutely. be a PlayStation guy, but I literally own all the systems. I will still find certain things that I like, and Xbox. I is can't.
3: Not. I can't relate. I'm I X all the way, so I'm. I'm strictly X. It's okay. <laughs> I'm okay. strictly I still X. dig you, but I'm just like for me, my Barry Allen in no in no matter what universe, he's a PlayStation guy. Okay. Okay. We're like, getting
0: distracted now. Yeah. Though. yeah, Let's yeah.
3: <laughs> so but, uh, I
0: see what you're saying, uh, Prime. What about you? What do you think is going to happen?
2: Uh, I, will, I will just say this and just lay it on the line. Like I say, it will, It will. will. it's going to be a reboot. But for them to do it, not to go ahead and rehash and, you know, re, redo origin stories, because you don't have to do that. You don't. You know, you really don't need to do that. Because what's going to happen if you do an origin story, and let's just say they do bring the, what, I don't want to say, I don't want to be long-winded, but when they said doing the Richard Donner thing again, that really pissed me off. It yeah. really did. Okay. I'm like, come on, people. That's 40 some years ago. Let it go. You know, comics has evolved so much and the character has evolved. And I try to tell people when they try to change Superman, think about it. This is back in 1986. And when they tried it, when John Burr went ahead and did Man of Steel and people tripped out and people started to relate to the character more at that time. So all I'm saying is, is that just to finalize it as a right. whole, just rebooting it as a whole, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be in a good direction and it'll be good for the studio moving forward because it's fresh. You're getting rid of everything from the old regime. You're not going to have anything there. You could retain some of the main focal points, but get rid of everything else and then just start fresh, just as me. And again, the Snyderverse is done. I mean, I don't care what nobody's... saying. I want the Snyderverse back so bad, but business wise, you know, budgets and all that, it's just I, technically. On, impossible. On, your,
0: on your point, Prime, I, I want, I want to be very clear. The Snyderverse died when Zach stepped away in 2016.
2: I, 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 like I say, I agree. I agree. It has been, so,
0: it has been dead a long time. The fact that they gave him Zack Snyder's Justice League was a miracle. But yes. fans, you give him an inch, they take a mile, and that's what happened. Is that- and, and and
1: and one of the things Prime talked about, we've already seen a sequel to the Richard Donner movies. It's called Superman Returns, and Superman's barely in the movie and does nothing super. Does nothing super. He walks into rooms having conversations the entire time,
0: and a <laughs> oh, yeah, piano, yeah. and a the piano plan sequence. sequence the plane sequence. Come on,
3: man. Yeah, great. Wait, I, I, one I, sequence. Yes, yeah, one sequence. Taylor, ta- Supermer- Taylor, sweetheart. Superman Returns. It's not a good movie. I'm sorry. No, it's not. No, it's a, it's I, a creepy movie. It got certain elements,
2: certain yeah. good elements in it. Can I, 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 like, I, I like a
3: question, by the way, for what it is.
0: I You all can like hate me for it, but I thought it was fine. I also think that it was it was a good epilogue to that whole franchise, and that's where it should stay. So, but I, it I wasn't agree, an I epilogue agree.
3: in the end. We got because he continued in Crisis afterwards.
0: I understand that. I think the CW
3: fucks a lot of stuff up. I get that. But but Taylor <laughs> Taylor Brandon <laughs> Ralph Superman in that crossover was one of the most f- phenomenal things ever. Everyone, everyone, was actually happy to see him back to the point where him and Tom Welling were outshining the Superman that was about to get his own show on the CW. Like when you like, but I wanted to ask a primary question: When you say like keep the vocal point, the, the vocal points of you know instead of rehashing, does that mean you you would not keep any of that? Like no no matter how much we love Hal and Gal, they would also be done.
2: Gal and Henry are probably the only focal point because you have to look at it from this dynamic. Henry mm-hmm. Cavill is this generation Superman, yeah. period. Gal Gadot, if you get rid of Gal Gadot, this is what's going to be the problem. Yeah. You got a lot of little girls that look up to that woman as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And you got a lot of women that love Gal Gadot as Diana. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of men, such as myself, that love Dian- love her as Diana. Mm-hmm. So if you try to change that and try to... Gal Gadot has now for film. You got to remember Wonder Woman has not been on screen until 2016. The last time you saw Wonder Woman was 1977 when Linda Carter played on TV. And Wonder Woman is one of the primary characters in DC. So now people know who Wonder Woman is fully because you put her on screen. General casual, is like what's the saying? People know who Wonder Woman is, but they didn't know who she was until she was in a movie. And that's who people resonate with. If you take her away and change, Mm -hmm. Superman, Henry Cav... I mean, Ben Affleck, you can get rid of as Batman. Batman has been rehashed so many times, it don't matter. You can get rid of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. You could bring somebody else for that. When you have two that those characters like that, you cannot change it like that. Maybe on down the line, or unless Gal say, "Well, I don't want to play Wonder Woman no more." One Gal Gadot knows how important she is yeah. playing Diana. They're not going to do that.
3: So, and they're even that's they're my like her Wonder Woman model is now. We're seeing that transpire, in, and I, and I, I won't try to make this a long point, but like we're seeing that Wonder Woman in. Other like you know the upcoming video game is essentially yes. Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot's Wonder God. Woman. Like yes. there's been animated features that is essentially model after Gal Gadot. So like like Prime is could, could not be more right on this. This generation's Wonder Woman is shaped and founded by Gal Gadot. So if you so, because my point is that I can accept a reboot, but I think the fi- I would keep Henry and Gal and. Perfectly, Jason. I don't know what's happening with that. Like, you know, if he wants to be lo- if, if he wants to be Lobo, God bless, God bless. Wants like, to be Lobo. Wow. He
1: say he sent out that tweet or that he Instagram saying, yeah. "My it's my once that my my dream gets yeah. to
3: come true." I, I think I will be more upset if it's not his choice. If 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 they're saying, "No, we don't want you as Aquaman anymore, but we can give you this," then I will be pissed. But if he's saying, "You know what? I feel I'm done with Aquaman, but I want to be Lobo now. I can be more peace of that." So yeah, for me, I want to reboot. If if it has to fix the uh, reshape the whole continuity, so be it. But I think Hal and Gal, they work. You can give them new scripts, new character um, foundations. I don't think we need to recast those specifically. The rest, I can accept that it. because um, hey, it's yeah. happening. Everybody, the Flash, everybody—they're they're all so, going to be different. Yeah. If it, if it happens, like because because right now, like everything seems to be so up in the air. But if it happens, I'm to say if it happens. I'm with Prime on his point, but you know, as long as we have Hal, uh, I mean, oh my God, uh, I, sh- I put their name together. No, we want Henry. Hal Jordan in this project too. We need Green Lantern on screen.
2: I get it. You know, everybody else is expendable. I mean, Ezra Miller is done. We know it. Regardless of how good he's going to act. Done. I don't done. care. I don't care what done. nobody says. Once the flash, he has to stay on behavior until the movie yeah. comes out. No. Once the movie comes and out and, what, and whatever happens in, over. or whatever, Ezra Miller's gone. He he done. So I mean, I like Ezra as Barry, I do. But when it comes down to business, and when it comes down to business, and you be in the image of the company, and they're going to go into a new transition, they gotta they gotta make those changes. It's the same thing that's going on with Amber Heard. She's still in Aquaman too, but once that movie is done and they reboot, she's gone. So, everybody is expendable, like I said, too. Everybody's expendable. So, So what I think,
0: my personal opinion, what they should do, is that they should delay The Flash, make it the last of the four movies that come out next year, and retool that ending, and either introduce a whole new universe at the end of it, or introduce the proper rebooted universe. Not the the half measure that they originally planned where Supergirl shows up, Superman's missing and Flash is on this quest to find Superman or Batman's missing flash and Flash is on this quest to find Batman. Um, have the rebooted universe, Flash go into the Speed Force, come out, different actor. Gal Godot's still there, Henry's still there, but new Batman, Green Lantern, all these things. Introduce the new team. Introduce it all. Yeah. And then the next movie be a Justice League movie and then do the spinoffs afterwards. That's how I would yeah. do it. Keep what works, but... Firmly in the audience, show the the people universe has been reset right here. To the right by T
2: It should be the only though. problem with is your plan. I was thinking the same thing, but the way they got it set up, Flash is gonna come out before Aquaman, and then make it makes it even beetle. worse. They, so they pushed it up it. a week.
3: They yeah. have to flip it. Like pretty But hard. that's why the if, if, if they swap. If they, they do, they do that, would at be the sweet same time. But
0: at the same they swap time, Blue Beetle doesn't have any built-in references to the current dcu you can you can cut those lines out you can change that make it part of that new canon it's kind of its own island yeah they they have some references but those references can be retooled
3: to make them canon to whatever new canon you establish right so taylor what you're essentially describing taylor is if the flash retool its ending <clears throat> excuse me if they retool its ending Essentially, we're talking about is what happened and a flashpoint at least into the new fifty-two, where like some things are still the same, some things are different, but it's not like all these other six thousand issues that you've read for the last forty years—they don't matter no more. And you know, so like, yeah, I yeah, I honestly, I agree. I think putting flashpoint and if the flash and Aquaman swapping places will be good. We shoot the ending, and then you know, whatever cast comes out, and to my Fellow Flash fans out there, no, it's not going to be Grant Gustin. Everyone always keeps asking me, like, do you think Grant Gustin should take over the Flash? I'm like, no, he's about to wrap his 10 year run on the CW. I think he wants to go do other things. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I think that's kind of where we're at. We all think that a reboot of some form is coming. Now yeah. the question is what Gunn and Saffron are going to pitch next week. I think Ben Affleck
1: is. is going to be an old man with a cane, and a kid's going to break in, and we're going to get a Batman Beyond for one movie until they flip that universe so we get a cool Iron Man Batman
3: for a movie. Don't, 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 I, put, that, don't put that in the outer universe now. I want it. I want yeah. to see Ben Affleck as Batman <laughs> yeah. Beyond. Anyways, anyways, all right, everyone, thank
0: you so much for joining us. There was a lot more to talk about, but I think we're going to talk about more stuff as it becomes available. But thank you for. For being here thank you for supporting us if you want to help us do what we do keep the lights on patreon.com slash the culture nerd i have been your host taylor murphy my co-host michael Santel. i've got prime the godfather and andy babak as my uh guest today thank you all for my patreon supporters and helping us uh, do what we do and if you're at home scan the qr code join us for all all of our things and remember the dceu may be ending maybe not going anywhere but we were all part of something great So let's not forget and be grateful for what we did have. So thank you all for joining us. Have yourself a wonderful day.